What's up, drinkies? Drinkies. That's what we're calling our fans now, Fa- our audience. Drinkies. I, drinkies. I feel like that's a little too close to drunkies, and that just all, was a whole other or context. Or drinkers, and like that just makes you alcoholics. <laughs> I was also no. thinking, I was thinking the other day um, if anybody actually does listen to our podcast while enjoying a drink. Yeah. Because like we always record while we and drink. Yeah. Think, well, because well, people have told us like, oh, like I listen to it when I'm on my way to work, and I was like, well, you don't really want to be drinking then, so. <laughs> right, right. Which is what I was thinking too. I was. You know, where, when do people listen to our podcast? Let us yeah. know, guys, on social media and whatnot. Give us, even give us a message. Just yeah. let us know when and where, what day typically you throw on your podcast. Are we a part of your morning routine to, you know, give you some info and a good laugh? Or do you sit down in the evening and, do you think, and have a cold one with us? Yeah. Do you think our episodes are too long, too short? Like, what do you, you know, give us feedback on the, um, the you know, what fits best for everybody? Because we can yeah. always, we can always... Um, you know, change it up a little bit. Exactly. Well, here's the thing with like our format is we could sit here and talk about whatever we want. Right. Um, But, you know, kind of making it more enjoyable for everybody who takes the time to listen, I would enjoy doing that. Precisely. Precisely. Speaking of drink whatever we want, what are you drinking? Drink whatever we want. Oh, well, I am currently sipping on the Collective Arts IPA Ransack the Universe. Ooh, Collective Arts. A popular one in this house. Oldie but a goodie. You, You... Opened that a little while ago. Is it almost empty? No, no. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Okay, you're not a total drinky then, are you? No, I was sipping on it when we had dinner. I, I pulled up a Flying Monkeys tonight, so I like Flying Monkeys. I you like do? Me, like me, my IPAs, so. Um, but speaking of changing up the content, you know, guys, um, we have been doing this. This is going to be episode eight as we're recording. Um, we're going to, uh, I guess, announce now that... Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break in the next couple weeks here. Yeah. Uh, Ryan and I have talked and we think that we're going to hit episode 10 mm-hmm. and then we're going to take a little bit of a break. We're going to take one week off. Um, we're still going to be on social media. Oh, but yeah. You won't find a podcast that Thursday, the week that we're off. No. And this will just give us a chance to kind of like um, recoup, look back on the first. This will essentially be the marker of a season. So it'll be 10 episodes of what would be quote unquote season one. Correct. And move on to season two. And this week will kind of give us a chance to kind of take a little bit of break because, you know, even though we only do this once a week, a lot of planning does go into it. And, you know, making sure that we're staying online and posting and have uh, pictures taken, episodes recorded and edited and posted on time. It is a lot of work in the background when we both have jobs that we do every day. Um, So it'll give a chance to have us a little bit of a break as well as kind of plan more of a structure um, ahead of time for season two to kind of make things go smoothly. See if we want to, um, <laughs> you're really enjoying it over there. I just took my first sip and like, man, <laughs> that, that was, that's good. Cause it's not an IP. It's, it's an almost pale ale. And oh. so it's, it's like a loggery pale ale, which just makes it so perfect. Nice. Um, but yeah, so basically just getting a chance to format a little bit more and even just based on your suggestions, which is why we want to hear from you guys is see if we need to reformat or want to reformat or if there's specific stuff that we do want to make a regular occurrence on the show. Yeah. This isn't a set in stone plan guys. Like we have, we had this plan based on Ryan and I from the start. Um, and so we just want to see if you guys are, uh, you know, continuing to enjoy the content that we bring out, and we want to, you know, give you guys a little break, a little bit of a break too, mm-hmm. um, because you know, we like Ryan said, we have full time jobs. These weeks go by so fast that we like we have to come up with the post for Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. We have to record. We have to find guests. It is quite a bit challenging every now and then. Yeah. Um, we rack our brains every week, um, and so hopefully a week off, we can, you know, come up with 
some more, um, you know, segments that we can bring to the show that we've, you know, already brought um, and, and bring you guys more entertaining content that's way more consistent uh, and enjoyable for everybody. Absolutely. And I think it'll give us a chance to maybe not fall into a habit of reverting to different forms of topics that we talk about a lot, whereas we can kind of explore some new avenues because right. we've planned it ahead of time. And even like you said, the guests, I think one thing that we've noticed that we'd like to continue is, you know, still doing solo episodes, but you know, now it'll give us a chance to plan people ahead of time so we can do more of a, you know, back and forth situation mm -hmm. rather than, you know, a few with a guest and a few with us and then one with a guest and one with us and yeah. so on and so forth. Yeah. So more consistency, more schedule based, more organization um, yeah. and just a little bit of a break. A, a week break off would be great. And uh, yeah, and we hope you guys are understanding of that. Um, anyways, we're going to move forward to the ad, obviously, supported by Anchor. Everybody knows what Anchor is. We've said it a number of times. I don't have to repeat myself, but I'm going to because that's how ads work. <laughs> guys, if you guys want to start a podcast, if you guys don't want to pay the stupid monthly fees, if you guys don't have editing software on your computer, Anchor is the tool for you. It makes podcasting so incredibly easy. It is 100% free, and it has creation tools, and it has sponsorships to set up, and it literally is the easiest way to make a podcast to this date. I have had no not a single problem with anchor getting all set up it distributes all of your your it distributes the show to all the platforms and you guys you guys have no problem at all if you guys are looking to start a podcast please check it out at anchor.fm that's a n c h o r.fm yep you're lipping it over there uh, to start your podcast today so so simple anywho today's going to be a good episode today will be some fun we're going to talk about Lots of things. And we're a little bit in a little bit of that. We're gonna talk about some fun stuff today. <laughs> we uh, we have some exciting stuff. We have some controversy stuff, and you know it's gonna be it's gonna be chill. But yeah. we do have an exciting guest next week. We do. So please, please stay on the lookout for that one. Um, and we'll keep you updated uh, on all the uh, a surprise, but a goodie. So it's a, it's I'm a goodie. Excited. Oh, it's a grady. It's a it's grady. A <laughs> uh, but like I said, keep you guys updated on all the good good stuff, and. Roll the intro. Oh my gosh, uh, it's still, sorry, I totally interrupted you, but I'm going to keep talking Okay. because everyone's been requesting it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um, I still can't get over how good that intro is. Oh man, it's so funky and chill and mm -hmm. vibey. I hope everybody else likes it too. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I genuinely like, I, I listen to it every t time I import it and I pl play it to, to make sure it fits. I yeah. listen to it every single time in full. So, so, so good. Thank you again, Patrick for giving that to us and you know what i think that's what i was thinking down the line mm -hmm. you know in like multiple seasons down the line if we switch it up and we get a new intro just to you know have fun yeah. with it and see where it goes because yeah. if anybody is creative with the the music stuff be more than happy to uh mm -hmm. to check out some stuff Absolutely. we love we love fan art fan art fan, fan creativity. creations fan creativity what's on the agenda today ryan please and well i think it would be fun to um, bring back a little bit of a segment we wanted to start and throw in some, that's news to me. That is news to me. 
that I'm we're doing that segment today. Sure. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I love this segment so much because it actually gives me time to sit down and look at what's going on in the world. Yeah. When I typically wouldn't on a normal day. So absolutely. I'm actually making uh, use of the news app on my phone a little bit more. I did now, the which same thing today. <laughs> <laughs> which is good. Oh, I wonder cool. if we pick the same articles. I don't think so. Because by the way, we don't tell each other what we pick, guys. We don't, but I typically think what you find highlighted and interesting is probably not what you do (laughs) the opposite of me um but we have two stories to share from each of our perspectives yes um and our sides so ryan take it away what's uh what's the first story you got for today well um as everybody knows we are nearing the end of winter and soon daylight savings time will uh will come back again it's on march 8th is when our clocks go forward right spring forward Spring forward, uh, 2 a.m. on the 8th. And um, there I was reading through an article talking about it. And for those of you who don't know, uh, the main kind of purpose, because I had never really, I just kind of accepted that it I was did something see that happened. Actually, I didn't read it, but I saw the headline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of accepted it was always a thing that happened, but I had never actually looked into it. And, and I did after I kind of read through the article a little bit more because I was like, why why does why it really do need we to happen? switch the clocks? Yeah. And it's kind of just a general thing of making more use of the daylight hours so you're springing forward so that it's darker earlier in the day like earlier in the morning Mm -hmm. and then there's more time in the evening that the sun is out Mm -hmm. so i was like okay fair enough makes sense but what i didn't realize is how much controversy comes with daylight savings time okay and a bunch of different, um, actually, particular in BC, they are planning on trying to pass a bill where they will not revert back from daylight savings time. Because they are not going to fall back in November. Well, there or at is least that's places that just don't switch their time. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of places. Um, it, it was funny because it was there. The article talked about a polling of you know more people in BC wanted to just stay in daylight savings rather than fall back and have to go back again. 100%. Um, but what they did say in the article was that the people that they polled were never given an option of just having a standard year-round time right. frame, um, which I guess, depending on what's agreed upon, could look different. Um, but apparently Saskatchewan has, for a while now, only been on daylight savings time. They've never reverted to fall back. Um, but like daylight savings time, it's both, when you fall back or spring forward, it's still daylight savings. No, no, no. Daylight savings is... The fall back. No, it's the, the spring, spring forward. forward. So what's the other one called? I don't know. There, there's a word. It's, it's there's another word. For, there's another word. Calm down. There's another word for it. But daylight savings also is referred to as summertime because there's more oh. like summer, not summertime, like time of year, but I was like summertime. They both call the same thing. No, because you're saving, because I guess the impression is, is you're saving more of the daylight for mm-hmm. your day while you're awake. Because I mean, you know, yes, you have people who are up early in the morning, but usually most of the time that you're doing stuff is going to be um, in like the early or sorry, like late morning, afternoon and evening. Um, so I guess that's the purpose of it. But then so apparently Saskatchewan's already been on it forever and hasn't fallen back. Um, certain areas of Quebec and Ontario apparently don't recognize it, which I haven't heard anything about. Mm-hmm. And I've lived all across Ontario. Um and this year is supposed to be the last year that the European Union is going to be following it. Interesting. And like changing over. Yeah. Um, as of 2021, they will not be like they're wow. just going to stay on one That's like, time frame. It yeah. would make things a lot easier because, I mean, working for, for me for work, yeah. time and time zones 
our shit show as is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, having to spring back fall forward. I haven't had, you know, a big problem within the last probably two years because all of my stuff that I use is automatic. My computer, yeah. my phone, that's all I use. So, and my car, it's all automatic. I will also fact check you, daylight savings time is the practice of both. Okay, well, that didn't come clear so it sums, in my research. It sums so up sorry both. About that. Well, because if you talk about one, it's daylight. They're so they're spread out because one's in March, one's November. Okay. So because they're spread out, daylight savings time is the act. Like, the I guess it was just referred both. to in everything that I had read about the act of spring, springing forward. Was yeah, what was yeah, referred because to that's what that's time. what's coming up, which makes sense. But um, yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. I I think I think it's it hasn't really made a big impact on like you know my summertime or winter time. Well, I think um, we don't kind of like notice it a whole lot, right. except for the fact that our sleep gets screwed for a little yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. And that, and that's was one of the things that was mentioned in the article was the idea that like you know it's been pretty it's pretty brutal for Canadians, um, and just the fact that like a lot of people are usually like a lot more tired when they're like on the road or going into work, which could obviously present dangers. Um, but that's really about it at the end of the day. Is just right. feeling a bit of like quote unquote jet jet lag by yeah. a switch in time but then that's the thing though is which is what you know everybody loves is the the fall back part you, you get to save an hour you get yeah. used to having like that you get used to you know when it goes forward you're like okay i have to get up earlier mm-hmm. but then when you get to sleep an extra hour you're like okay cool yeah and, whereas and it was if, consistent all the way across the year i don't think anybody no and I and know. i think what's exciting too is like once you're kind of over the hump of adjusting to the new sleep schedule like how great is it over the spring and summer when it's like nine o'clock at night and the sun is like just that's what i mean you know i i I think i think it's like when you separate you know the time change in winter and summer i pre i love exactly how the sun sets and um and rises in the winter and Mm -hmm. in the summer i think it needs to be i think we need longer nights in the summer and shorter nights in the winter you know it needs to get darker later in the summer and darker sooner in the winter like that's how the time works right i'm pretty sure right well yeah because yeah, yeah, I am right. Well, like our days are just naturally going to be longer and shorter based off of like sun exposure. Like, right. I'm again, I am am not an expert in this, but I would imagine <laughs> that this was done in order to kind of reflect the way our rotation goes based on our seasons right. is how much sunlight exposure yeah. we're getting. So, um, but yeah, I just thought it was I had it had never come up for me in True. my 24 years of being alive. That's crazy. Um, that it was like such a controversial thing. I just thought like, oh, like, you know, it's kind of annoying that yeah. you like lose out well, on sleep. Well, yeah, it's the same thing. For it's, the first it, week. Right. I look at it the same as like we do currency and metrics. It's like we oh, just God. have a different way of doing it. Yeah. So I'm just like, I just knew places did do it. Some places didn't. We do it and I'm okay with the way we do it, you know. That's the thing too. I've never had a problem with it. It's, it's, um, fu- it's funny because I had an alarm clock growing up that actually had like a DST switch. So daylight savings time switch like when yeah. you were because all you're well, not you're not doing, technology you're, advanced people would always get like so messed up on the not yeah. changing their stuff properly that you know more and more things were just kind of started to be made to automatically Automatic. switch over to make things so much easier which is weird I don't know how they may be programmed that anyways yeah crazy stuff I think everybody should just go to UTC time which is the metric of I think it's just like zero so instead of plus five or minus five like it's UTC is negative zero across the board so. Like when I say if I if I say it's thirteen hundred, whatever here, which is one o'clock in the afternoon mm-hmm. for, um, for like Alberta when they're two hours behind, they they have the same basically the same time as us, or they have a different time. You know what I mean? It's weird. 
It's it's hard to explain, but U2C is the way to go. But okay. I, yeah, that's why I said. I'll have to do more time research into it. Anyways, Anyways, but yeah. So cool. um, let's uh, throw it over to you. What's one of your articles? Ooh, this is a fun one. I already talked to you about this one, uh, but it was the the bunch of news articles about the new license plates. Oh, right. And how there's a lot of controversy on those because um, if anybody hasn't heard, there's the new blue colored license plates with white text yeah, uh, with the white lettering. And a lot of people um, were having, you know, doubts on it's, you know, just it, about them. Apparently, you can't see them at night and they're almost nearly impossible to see them. And also, like, police were reporting this as well. The fed, like, federals were reporting this as well, um, which was interesting uh, because uh, and so i looked at the numbers and it looks like there was about 49 there was about 100 and something 134,000 that were produced or made right um or maybe it's 200,000 but only 49,000 have been given to people right. a bunch of them have been, are sitting in inventory and then a bunch of the rest are sitting in service ontario plants ready to be distributed which is interesting so there's not a lot on the road but they so for the people who have them already Okay, I'm gonna I'm jumping to conclusions. So they're actually going back and redesigning them because there's so many complaints. It's such a waste of like money and resources. Well, this the whole point of them doing this was to save taxpayer monies, like taxpayers' money. I don't know how for or redesigning why, it. But, yeah, why? the actual redes- I don't know why or how it was supposed to, but that's what I, multiple articles was talking about. They're changing the license plates to save taxpayers' money. Don't know how. Don't know why. Maybe cost less to print license plates. Who knows. Really could not tell you. But at the end of the day, I hope that's true. Uh, So they're redesigning it. So 3M Canada is redesigning the plate to make it more, um, you know, better to see at night. Uh, They should be out in the next three to four weeks, I was was reading. Uh, And so people who have the new license plate are getting uh, a new free one. I would hope so. In the mail to replace the one that they just replaced. Um, And then everybody else is going to get them as they come into um, Service Ontario plants. So weird, but I I really like the new ones. I don't know why. They're nice, but I can see like after I talked to you about it and I did end up seeing one on the road, I was like, eh, okay. Like I don't totally see it, but I can kind of see how, you know, in the dark, it would be harder to to make out on the Mm -hmm. road. Mm Mm-hmm. That's, it's nothing big. I think I think it's just you know I think a lot of people have been looking and reading about it if they have or haven't, but it's a it's a topic. Well, it's I think it's article. something like everybody should be knowledgeable about because you know if you are on the road, it is something that you were required to have. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of like knowing what's going on about that and when it's all going to need to be updated is right. uh, is something important. So. For sure, for sure. Alrighty, well. That was my very short article because I just think it's, you know, whatever. Yeah. You're, though, you have another one. I, ha- I do have another one. Um, so I was just kind of like looking up some recent pop culture news because sometimes I'm not always, you know, up on the times until it starts to go viral and then I hear more about it. But um, apparently Pete Davidson is thinking about leaving SNL. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. So, and I th- this actually brought up a really interesting thing about when it comes to like actors and even comedic actors. Apparently, so the move isn't for sure yet as far as him leaving, but he's kind of feeling like he's being um, like pigeonholed and just to being like that dumb idiot in like all the sketches on the show. And he was he did like a big interview. um, Was it last week or the other day or something like that? Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how he's like, I get I kind of almost do it to myself because I'm kind of self-deprecating when I self-deprecating when I um when he does like the the weekend updates, you know, right. that's him and himself. He has a very like 
you know, chill, like self-deprecating sense of humor. For like sure. you see it when he does his own stand-up as well. For sure. Um, but he's like, I feel like sometimes I walk into this building, like it was quoted in the article, sometimes I walk in this building and I don't know if I am the joke or I'm in on the joke. Sure. And like, that's rough. That would it, be really like rough. He, he, so like he portrays this one, the one version of himself as himself on the weekend update. And he's like, but I feel like I'm kind of just stuck in all these other sketches though, as just being like the dumb idiot. Wow. And I was like, that is crazy. But it just kind of made me think that, you know, that tends to happen with certain um, actors in comedy when, you know, certain sketches will go off really well because of that portrayal. And then they just keep getting the same character over and over again. And that kind of like branches out to other actors that get typecasted. Yeah. And you, and that's why like you'll notice maybe certain shows don't last as long or you'll see actors be recast or, or, yeah. or have be written out of a show because they decide like, Hey, like I don't want to be doing this for the rest of my life. Yeah. This is, but, I don't, or I don't want to keep maybe stay on the show and then like no one sees me as anything different. And then I keep being, um, like recasted into the same kind of role sure. and, and only picked for certain things or not picked for certain projects that maybe they're really excited about. Um, because the people can't see them as anything else, but what their other character was. Yeah. I feel like as actors and, you know, just comedians, I guess, in that, that realm, it does suck to, you know, play the same role over and over again. Well, yeah, because you want to be able to really show your creativity, your ability, your talent. You want to be able to, yeah, like, the but, point of going into that profession is to be able to explore all the different ways that people can be betrayed or that personalities can be betrayed or see what kind of characters you can bring to life. Yeah, but I, I still think in, like, my head, when I've thought about, like, when I've done acting and stuff like that, like, when you're in a role where you're absolutely crushing it and like i mean crushing it like you feel good like you feel well, like yeah, you actually it's... make a you actually make a statement as to okay i'm doing this role and nobody else can do this role so i'm going to continue doing this role whereas yeah, like, and that's you're, a sense of accomplishment I, I get that i totally get that like you feel accomplished in saying like hey like everybody is in love with this character because of how like what i've brought to it and it you know it Many, many, many stars wear it as a badge of honor of when they have people come up to them and say like, hey, you know, you were the best at this right. or you were the only one who who brought this role to the way yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. You will always be blank for me, you know, when it comes to especially roles that maybe are portrayed in different forms of media with different actors. Sure. Um, but I know for like me and my acting, like I've gone all over the place mm-hmm, with mm-hmm with the types of people that I portrayed and the stories that I told. And that is always really fun too. And if anything, for me, it was more of a sense of accomplishment because I was able to effectively perform those and make it believable for everybody and not necessarily have them compared together. And they were standalone portrayals that people enjoyed. Yeah. Because you become, you act, you end up your, your actual self ends up becoming the character when you're in about like, you know, I've seen a lot of actors and actresses who have one very famous role, but then Mm -hmm. also multiple incredible roles, but they're only known for the one. Yeah, so that's also like another side of it. And as soon as you said that, what just popped into my head is Robert Pattinson. Yeah. This guy has a very, 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 very like good career. He's been in 
multiple smaller projects and other big projects. Yep, yep. He's done dramas. He's done like art house. He's done other stuff. Um, what do people always call him? The Twilight guy. Yeah. The Twilight guy. Yeah. He is reduced down to one young adult series that he stuck with and like did like in and put Incredibly his like wow. soul he did into. Well. He yeah. And he put his, he put work into portraying but that that's, role. It's because that's where people become known. That's where the names become known. I get that though. But think people, about like all these the other, that media. other, the one of the other big movies he did, Remember Me, uh, Water for Elephants he did with Reese oh, Witherspoon. Yeah. Oh, what an all. amazing movie. Yeah. Brett, Brett shared that the other day about like yeah. people see the new Batman as this guy and it was a picture of Twilight That's what I'm whereas I see it as this guy and it was all of his other roles which exactly. I thought was really cool because I liked exactly. him when he was whatever role he was in where he was shaved head and had a beard yeah, yeah, and he yeah. just looked badass like he looked yeah. like he was from Breaking Bad yeah. and I sat there I was like okay I am now intrigued but it's the exact same that we roll around to Hugh Jackman being Wolverine and nobody else sees him as basically anything i mean everybody should. i would argue that though i but, but it's because you're 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 advanced in or you're you know you're educated in the realm of movie and film and entertainment whereas mm-hmm. people like you are like a younger generation aren't yeah. and like i see him as more than that because i like worship him and i've seen him in so many things but most people wouldn't the funny thing with that though is that he's either one of two things he's either wolverine or the guy who sings in a movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're 100 right and I mean, we could probably list all day. Yeah. Same same realms. Same yeah. Uh, actors and, and actresses. And, you know, I I don't know. It's a complicated thing because you also have a situation where it was kind of like a match made in heaven. Um, to pull kind of like a out of nowhere example, some people may not really quite understand. But, for example, Robert England to the Nightmare series, the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Mm-hmm. No one else could have played Freddy Krueger to the extent that he did. Sure. He made that. He made that character his. He made that character his. Nobody yeah. else is going to play it. Like they did a remake. Jackie Earl Haley. He did a commendable job, but it was not the same. And I think it was also a like combined effort of everybody who worked on each of those like original like the original series of movies. Mind you, it was definitely a group effort. But it was one of those situations where he made it impossible for them to recast him. Yeah. Unless they completely rebooted everything. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of like judging your mindset there because you obviously for that specific role in movie you have this mindset that nobody can beat it. But that makes me like worried that you have that mindset for other movies, and I don't think people should have a mindset that nobody could beat it. Like not if necessarily because like like it, for that specific role, sure. But like, do you think anybody could do a better Wolverine? Do you think anybody could do a better uh, in real life Grinch? Do you think anybody could do a better Iron Man? Like you have all these roles that are extremely powerful and yeah. extremely well done because they're iconic. See, I feel like, like it's rough though think- because two of those options were superheroes and comics are notorious for creating opportunities for different people to take on different roles. So I feel like that's a different story. Um, something like if you specifically want to talk about specific characters, Iron Man's going to be a tough one. Is going yeah. to be a tough. Okay, game. well then, what about like I know if what if they remake Sweeney Todd? Think they're going to have a better Sweeney Todd? Sure. Like, that, but that's what I mean. You have to have to, you have to have a very open mind to any movie. I do having a very strong. If they ever remake it, so like if they ever remake Nightmare on Elm Street, they did. But but a third time. Sure. Do you think it could be beaten? I don't know. I can't make an <laughs> assumption okay. on if it will be beaten, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to go watch it to find out. Yes, yes. I'm definitely going to go of find course. out. That's fair. I'm going to keep an fair. open mind. For sure. Okay, fair enough. I'll give How you that. How about, um, could anybody else play a live action Grinch after Jim Carrey? 100%. 
One hundred percent. I can easily see anybody doing it. They just need to bring the thunder like Jim Carrey does. Like because That's, I because ooh, though bring the thunder or bring the same physicality, no, the same bring, energy. Bring the thunder, bring the okay. energy. That's what I mean because okay. you can never be Jim Carrey. But it's the same thing with Will Smith playing Genie. Like you have to bring your your energy, but yeah. you don't. But you don't bring it in the same sense that the previous cast was because you can never. Yeah. I don't think anybody could be. Um, Robin Williams. Robin Williams. That Robin Williams can, but Will Smith's genie was absolutely incredible. He had fun and it with was, it. He was loved and worshipped, and like it wasn't. People didn't think he would, but he did, and that's why I think I'm not picky when it comes to stuff like that. I think like I'm having an open mind. Like I think most things are good, yeah. but to remake something is is actually quite tough, especially with an iconic role. Yeah, yeah. and 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 that's the thing too is I can imagine how daunting it would be to walk into a project knowing that everybody loves this character because of what somebody else did with it. Now you have to make them love you just as much. You're right. And I think I can, I can always think that somebody can bring the same energy and, you know, pizzazz to a role, but there is probably only one role that I can think of. I can probably think of more one role that will never and can never ever, ever, ever be beaten or remade. What's that? Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds is 100% the perfect person for the role and no one else can do it. Yeah. I think you can agree. Yeah. I think, I think for, so. for now that we can talk all day about And you know what the tough things. thing is too is you get into certain characters and there's these subtle subtle things that the actor brings. Certain physicality, certain tics, certain yeah. facial features, certain way they maybe do like a sly quick response yeah. in between. They're they're yeah. clever and quicker on something than somebody else would be. And it wasn't because they were the first. And it's not. No. And it could they could be the third person to exactly. do it. Look at Heath Ledger. That's literally, I was going to, you were going to bring it up too. Look at that. Yeah. You had the original comics. Then you had, um, oh, what's his name? The first one or the second Caesar one? Caesar Romano Romero. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Um, who did the Adam West TV series. Yep. And then you had Jack Nicholson who made it all new as all kind of new. this like slick gangster style Joker yep, that yep. everybody really enjoyed. Yeah. And then you had Heath Ledger come onto the scene and knock it out of the out bloody of park. The park. For the best mix of a twisted, mysterious, psychotic, psychotic, but like terrifying. kind of makes sense and like subtly, stealthily terrifying man. Right. Like he wasn't trying to scare you. He was trying. He was real. He was a real person. Genu- but yeah. Like, but. But like he was a real person who felt like a force of nature, literally, because you didn't know where he came from, you didn't know what his goal was. Yeah, he just wanted absolute chaos, and he was so calm. Whereas, yeah. like, you get like a role like I think I'm gonna bring it up because I can. Jared Leto's role of it, like, you just yeah. know he's creeping. He's trying. I feel like it just was a try too hard role. I feel but, like, but that prob- wasn't Jared Leto's. That wasn't Jared Leto's fault. It was the writers who are writing that role because he was acting for whatever that role told yeah. him to. Act I have a as. few opinions on what happened with Jared Leto Go and his it. thing of the Joker. We're getting so off track from my original no, point of the article. I, I like However, the point. I feel like it was a combination of Heath Ledger essentially died because of that role. Yeah, and he got a posthumous Oscar. Everybody was like, he he was a tour de force. This was his swan song. He was amazing. Yeah. And now Jared Leto has to come up and be the Joker mm. in the Suicide Squad movie. Jared Leto is, has been known to kind of go the extra mile to an unnecessary degree for his role. For sure. And I feel like he just added way too... He he overdid it for himself by adding so much hype because of all of his antics on set that he didn't really need to do. For sure. 
Like, come on, man. But that's, I, I still think there's a very strong <laughs> factor of the writers writing a specific role. And yes, they say, okay, in the in the uh, audition, they say, this is the role, act it. And he got that role for that specific role that they're trying to like, sure. audition. But it's still, they write for, they write for somebody to fill the role. There's how many movies are written and produced for I wrote this role for this person to act this role. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's like the dream situation. But I think it also was, you know, I'm sure there was something about his physicality and the way he went about it that the that um, that the casting director saw worked for it. But I also think he kind of had the disadvantage of being in a movie where it's not like he was really a main character he, developed yeah, he didn't really have well. He was there to break Harley out of had a Amanda situation yeah, yeah. like but like I mean I just think I know the costume was not his choice the the hair the design the style was not his choice which is where I think a lot of the fallback was from that too but and then you get Joaquin yeah, Phoenix like he literally shot, I think right Joaquin situation. Phoenix was probably second like runner up to, to Heath Ledger because you can't really be Heath Ledger being you know the dark being, I think it's also a different nature Knights, of movies the as Dark well. Knight series was incredible and I yeah. don't and I think if like Joaquin Phoenix got that opportunity I'd see the same result of like me falling in love but I still yeah. think the the new Joker was like very very good like yeah. for his like he killed it he absolutely killed it I think um I think what was so and I haven't seen it yet yeah. but just based off of my impressions and like what I've seen about that I think the reason why he did so well is probably a part of the reason why Heath did so well is yeah. because they had a very res- realistic setting of a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very, they were both very grounded movies considering sure. it's kind of this like superhuman um, content. And um, I feel like he had the, you know, he was the main character in a feature length movie. It was all about him and his development. So he had the time to fully embody this character and explore every like, aspect that he could instead of trying to embody somebody and make it feel flushed out and settled but only having like 15 minutes on screen to do so for sure yeah i i, I give him credit for you know still doing a quite a, i i would still that's the thing though i think they all did a great job i think every single joker role did a great job every everybody brought their own and again too it's just interesting to see how the character has evolved over for time sure. from the comics to up to joaquin's portrayal mm-hmm. it's they all have their own aspects i think they're all kind of reflections of times that they were made in as well sure. um because you know the writing and the design and the portrayal of that character is going to be affected by the people working on it uh-huh. um so yeah it's just like fun to kind of watch well, the evolution yeah of Anyways, let's just jump back to the but yes, real, anyways, real topic. So the point is, is Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson is potentially leaving. leaving SNL, and he yeah. was kind of, you know, he's a breakout from there. Yeah, everybody knows him because of that. Basically, um, but he doesn't he done, still do his own stand up? Like he still does his own. He does the stuff. odd like little bit, but again, too, his main, you know, is working I on okay. SNL. You know, he had a recent tour uh, with John Mulaney. Um, I think oh, yeah. it was like okay. a stand-up thing. True. Um, but otherwise, like that's what he's been doing. Yeah. And um, well, I think it's really interesting to see where his career is going to go from here. I do. And if, if this is I lo- the case. I have a lot of potential. I love Pete Davidson. If this is the case, like if he's going to be like leaving, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what he decides to do without having that kind of like backing him up while he's doing other endeavors um, and kind of seeing whether or not like if he actually was being kind of pigeonholed to this like dumb idiot situation sure. with his work environment or if he's kind of allowing himself to fall into that mm-hmm. like i want to see if he can really you know because i've seen him in a few other small characters where i can see potential in him for, sure. for doing a, something yeah, exactly, else exactly where i'm thought but 
I like he needs a chance to do that. I think a little bit more to really prove if it's he's capable of it or he just kind of let himself sure. do that. And that's all he's really good at. Yeah, I think he is. I I could see him in a lot of roles. Like you get you know the the writers of uh, Twenty One Jump Street, yeah, Twenty Two Jump Street. Like the roles like that are exactly where Pete Davidson fits in. And I think we'll see a lot of those in the future. Like just not main roles, but I mean side roles. Sorry. No, but that's the thing though. I know that's not what I have an issue with. What I haven't, what I'm kind of thinking, I was like, yeah, but like those are kind of roles where like the character is a little bit, you know, it's kind of like he's, he's semi-dumb humor. Like I want to see him do something okay. a little bit yeah, more. If, if, yeah. If he wants to be in a serious role, I could see him in that too. Not even a serious, I, I just, just something with a little bit more like, um, um, oh God, what movie was it? Um, set it up on netflix it was a rom-com and he okay. was like a side character oh, um to like the main guy yeah. and he played a very funny but like intelligent role okay. a nuanced role yeah, yeah, yeah. um so i just want to see more of that i see yeah no definitely definitely i do too i really do mind you, I, he's still great i like in pete comedy. davidson yeah i like pete davidson a lot i think comedy is where he like really stands out which is why i put him in that role but yeah definitely room for a lot more just um, different types of comedy yeah definitely I'm going to kind of speed through my... This is going to be a lightning round news for me. Okay. Um, so I found an article that was... Um, I think it was... Uh, these are Google's top trending Canadian moments of the decade. Of the decade, Of the eh? decade. So we're gonna 2010 to, to 2020? Yeah, it looks like it. So we're going okay, to do... Let's go. We're going to do top 10 speed round. And so these are just some of the top, top articles from Canada. So number 10, 2010 Vancouver Olympics. So Canada killed it, uh, 2010 Vancouver Olympics. Heck yeah, that was a moment. Did you watch the Olympic Games of that year? Of course I did. I had like the little stuffies of all the like the animals. And then we got like Vancouver like blankets. It was insane. Yep. It looks like we racked up 26 medals, including 14 gold. The Vancouver Olympics was the top trending search in 2010. Yep. That's amazing. With the men's and women's hockey gold medals and figure skating. Yeah. That was absolutely amazing. amazing. Number nine. We have the Fort McMurray wildfire. Oh yeah, you remember that? Yes. That was that was yeah. in May 2016. Uh, wildfires ravaged through Fort McMurray. Um, that was a big, a big. That thing. was really big. And there was a lot of support throughout the world helping the uh, the people affected. Absolutely, which is crazy. Um, Justin Bieber was apparently in this decade of becoming uh, like a, the celebrity that he is today. Yeah. That happened to 20. Yeah. Whatever I'm pretty it was. sure like one of his like first few albums came out in 2010. Like he really yeah. kind of skyrocketed to stardom. Yep. So basically it looks like he just, you know, became famous over the past 10 years. He became the Biebs. <laughs> um, Chris Hadfield on the ISS. Do you remember this? Chris Hadfield became a household name in, in Canada in 2012 when he became the first Canadian common commander on the, of the International Space Station during his third trip to space. I do I remember. I recognize his face. I, and I, rem I recognize the name. Later. And yep, that sounds familiar. Yep. Um, Siran so Refugees in Canada. Yep. Yeah, that was a big uh, news article for us as well. Mm -hmm. Gord Downey's final tour yeah. and the shows that he did. I knew a yeah. lot of people that went to his shows in this area, multiple shows in this area, which was very unfortunate. Um, thoughts go out to, to everybody, Rest you know, in who, peace. yeah, exactly. Rest in peace. Um, Ooh, these get, get sad cause the news articles, but the Humboldt Broncos bus crash. Oh God. That yeah. was a tough, heartbreaking one for a lot of people. That Just, was brutal. and like, that's the thing. I think that's one. My mom was really affected because it was, you know, a bus full of hockey players and they were just traveling like a normal team would like something she's dealt with and with she's her something she's dealt with before um and that was just you know it was very touching to the amount of upsetting. support and the um, amount of support they got was, was the touching part and i remember we like at work like we had 
shortly afterwards, like we wore jerseys and like sports memorabilia to work as a way to honor that. Um, I remember like moments of silence being done in certain places. Like there was just the amount of like time and care taken to show the amount of like love and respect and support for these families was was amazing. Something that I've never seen before in in a scenario like that, which was absolutely incredible. Number three. We have Drake dismantles long-standing records. Obviously, everybody knows the rapper known as Drake. He yep. has uh, became become a, being a fixture in the entertainment world for the entire decade. But he reached his peak in 2016 when he dismantled a record previously held by the Beatles. In 2016, Drake broke the record for most Billboard top 10 songs in a single year with 12. The Beatles had held the record since 1964. I actually didn't remember. I remember, forgot Damn. about that. That is hot. 2016. Uh, that was views, wasn't it? Um, the album? I, no, yeah, I think it was missing it was the album, but no, it was top ten singles. So no, I know, but like top ten, top ten songs in a single year. Yeah, so yeah, he had twelve uh, single uh, songs in a single year. Anyways, in 2019, Drake also passed the Beatles for second all time behind Madonna for Billboard. Wait, passed the Beatles for second all time behind Madonna for Billboard Hot 100 top ten songs with 35. Madonna has 38 such singles. That's nice. crazy. So he's second place with um. Billboard Hot 100 Top 10 Songs. That's crazy. That's actually a nuts record, if you think about that. Yeah, that is um, insane. Bianca Adriscu explodes onto the scene. The tennis player looks like. Oh, I don't know Bianca. No, I don't know either. Um, yeah, the Rogers Cup, I guess, began in 2019 as a, re- uh, a relative unknown in the tennis world and finished the year with the U.S. Open Rogers Cup and the Lou Marsh Trophy I as do a top remember- Canadian athlete. I do remember hearing about her. I, do I don't know, know if about name. tennis to like know about the yep. nuances of that, but I do remember the news stories and how like it was super impressive for, sure. for her to for like what she accomplished. So yep. that was really cool to see. Yeah, awesome, good stuff. Sports continuing. Number one, top trending news of the decade. Do you know what it is? Gotta keep it. Raptors, baby. Exactly. Toronto Raptors win the NBA championship. Toronto Raptors win the 2019 NBA championship. I think that was the first time they won it, to be honest. I can't find a year, can't see a year where they didn't. Somebody fact check him, please. Um, Can- Canadians were looking for all kinds of questions, whether it was about how many fouls uh, does it take to foul out. Well, anyways, reading the article, really, really cool. That does it for the top 10 news trending news articles for the decade from canada exciting like. yeah, yeah that was kind of cool i just want to yeah. i know i wanted to reminisce a little bit because well that's it's that's the thing though it's like a whole decade do. goes by you sometimes don't remember yes, all that happened so kind Absolutely. of doing a retrospective like that you're like oh like holy shit that actually did happen yeah. oh my god that was specifically for canada and like i mean because i was thinking I was like okay there's probably way more but i think for canada and being yeah. you know i think that kind of ties it all into a nice little bow yeah you know, that's really cool for sure fantastic stuff well um but yeah no anyways i want to switch topics a little bit because this is a topic that i've heard on multiple podcasts and i kind of want to keep it going but uh let me grab my drink real quick um so we've both been post-secondary school i went to college you went to university yes so we really haven't talked too much about our experiences and the pros and cons that we had through our you know our time during the schooling Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of want to dive deeper into that because I think there's a lot of people, like a lot of people can learn and a lot of people can relate to in that realm. Yeah. I feel like people who, cause we have a few different generations listening to our podcast for I sure. Think, and I think each one's going to have their own opinion as far as like what their experience was in relation to the idea of schooling after high school. Right. Um, 
So I, I think this will kind of give a chance to like have people either be able to relate to it or kind of go, oh, like I never thought about it that way, or that's yeah. really interesting to know. And well, yeah, because I mean, when when it came when it comes to me and like me going to college, like my biggest thing was I just like really wanted to like live on my own. Yeah, and I think that's where most people go when they want to go to university or college, right? It's your best way to kind of just go like into a deep dive of like independence and really kind of right, um, you know doing more to bridge the gap on being your own person, becoming your own person, having your own experiences compared to what you would have had surrounded by like close friends and families, family that you would have had for years around you. Right. Pardon me. This is, this is the time for you to figure out your stuff and like who you are as a person and Mm -hmm. who you're going to be in the future. For sure. And like, but that's, and that's why I think a lot of people leave uh, and go to college and university right after grade 12 because they just want to, dip they yeah point at yourself exactly yeah. and i i wasn't like that because i you know i was pretty spoiled i had a great time like i didn't have the most ter- like terrific relationship with my parents but i did enjoy like they supported the shit out of me mm. oh the, same like i had going, an extremely supportive family right. i think it was in a sense for me it was kind of like hey i just want to find out what else is out there right and i think it was because you didn't really um have you know, your, your mom didn't go to post-secondary, like, school. Or... I was the first one in my immediate right. family to go, really, other than my, um my like, my grandmother's one yeah. brother, so my great-uncle. Yeah, so, because I had my oldest brother go three years prior to me needing to go. Like, he left after grade 13. So, like, I was in grade, I would have been in grade 11, no, 10 when he left. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I had, yeah, grade 10. No, grade 11 when he would have been his first university. So I still had time. Like my mom went to university. My dad didn't, he didn't even graduate high school. So like, I just, I wasn't really curious because I knew a lot of people who had gone. Right. And so I was just like, I just needed to know what was going to be best for my career at the Mm. end of the day. Um, Do you think that you chose the right path for yourself still when it came to your schooling? It's like a yes and no answer. Right. Because I think for what I wanted to do and the kind of experience I was looking for, I think I did end up picking kind of like the best situation based off of my, you know, history in schooling. Sure. I think now knowing kind of the jump and difference that you get from high school to post-secondary is bananas insane. Uh, For sure. And there is part of me that is kind of like, oh, like maybe college would have been a whole different but again i didn't understand the difference right i did not understand the uh, difference i literally i had been an academic i had been ahead of my peers for a very long time and then i went into like when i was younger younger then i went to a school that taught me a grade ahead in curriculum wise essentially in skill set then you know public schools I then went on to high school when I was in all academic courses i was on honor roll or for all four years there was a certain level expected and i kind of associated university with that level which is not the case at all whatsoever because how many programs now are joint programs between colleges and universities so like one feeds into the other both ways the only thing that i've ever discovered these these past few years with like interacting with people who've done both and blah 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 is university is all theory yes and college is a lot of hands-on yes so if you're going into a a realm of career that is more hands-on or more logic or more analytical not analytical but more you know creative maybe if that's a good word but basically basically more hands-on yeah go to college if you're looking for theory so if you're looking to be a teacher if you're looking to be a psych like us to go into psychology if you're looking to go like but even I, then i would argue with you on that one because unless I, yeah. you're planning on basically like an 
even in my experience, like in psych, unless you're planning on being a psychiatrist, unless you're planning on doing academic work in psychology, unless you're planning on doing studies upon studies upon studies and going to graduate school and getting grants, Go to college. But that was, for but the that love was of God, your plan, though. Was, like, that was your thought process. See, not necessarily... Well, like, I wanted to be a counselor sure. for the longest time. Sure. But so I, guess college I didn't want to do, like, a medical, like, psychiatry. Right. I didn't want to... And then once I realized what, like, what taking my thing... Taking psychology beyond my undergrad in the stream I was going at went, I was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to be stuck in a lab doing studies for hours. I, yeah. I want to be practicing. Yeah. And how many programs just immediately feed into that in, in college? I think there's not many... There's not many programs that I would even say that universities better bet because I know two people who went into the health field. So my... Uh, my brother's fiance went into dental being to dental and now she's a dental hygienist and she's killing it and one of my closer friends went to i uh, was i uh, went, went to health and he's now a nurse at a hospital and he's also killing it they both went to the same college i did years prior to me like not many years and they got a job right out of school basically and mm-hmm. so did i and so i think you and know you, i, I know think you have the benefit when you're in college that way I th- yeah because you do get a chance to kind of network a little bit more i think also depending on the program um certain universities will have their programs set up based on like faculties and subjects um to kind of allow that same thing to happen sure um mind you i also like i would not trade the the material that i learned oh man for the world for sure i had so many wonderful experiences with the professors that i had with the material that they taught with the subjects and the courses that were offered i like it was amazing it opened my eyes so much more i had so many more experiences because of like you know, how the, the opportunity I had to take on a minor that taught me so much more and mm-hmm. gave me such a more nuanced Fair. education was fantastic. Yeah. Let alone the opportunity that I had to be able to take on certain extracurriculars. Like if I had not gone, you know, to the, let alone like the university, but the school that I went to, like going to Brock, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been in my sorority. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. And I think... I didn't do much like extracurricular when I was at college because I just didn't really feel like it. I was still like my own guy, my own introverted nutshell mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day, really. But I don't know. I still think I, I wouldn't I would change it for the world. And I don't think anybody should. Um, no. And I, mind you, you can always look back and I sorry, I don't mean to cut you off again. But no it, you can look back and say all you want. Like, oh, like this might have turned out differently or this might have been a better situation. And for all of the struggle and uncertainty and you know lows and highs and triumphs and accomplishments and amazing moments it's made me the person I am today it's opened me up out of my shell it's Mm -hmm. taught me a lot about what I want out of life for sure and it has given me skill sets and knowledge that I'm using on a daily basis now I wouldn't trade it for the world yeah I generally think that would still come over time regardless of if you went to like university or college but yeah but I feel like getting the opportunity to be out on your own and whether or not it's at a certain type of schooling like either way that's the benefit of both I find is yeah. that opportunity to find out the most you're probably ever going to find out about yourself until you have a family yeah essentially I think it's the best place to find out about yourself is yeah. post-secondary education I don't know I still think though if you're not if for anybody who's in that kind of realm and they aren't 100% comfortable, set, confident in what they're doing, like, just try something else. Switch like, programs. You have so much, like, you have so much time. Dude. Like, I'm sorry, you're going to be, you're going to regret it if you go six years deep and you, like, you don't want to do it anymore and then you switch. 
drop out like or not drop out but like switch as soon as you can yeah and and try something that you know you like and if you're I know a person, so many people have done that if you're a person who's like a hobbyist and they just like to switch from hobby to hobby like maybe don't like invest in going to school for one maybe like you know invest some money and some equipment for something like if you want to be a photographer if you want to be this you want to be a that like invest into it as a hobby and actually take on time to do it mm-hmm. and then if you're like okay i could totally do this for the rest of my life then go to school for it. There's also certain schools. That's that what high schools te- technically. That's what high schools for. Well, yeah, um, but that's why like a lot of places will have like general studies programs that can you know you can start off for the first two years in a very roundabout basic, and then you can streamline. Yep. Or it'll give you a degree in a general subject field, mm-hmm. and you can do whatever you want afterwards. Yep. So yep. I find that um. That it does give you some options. One thing I do find that I hear from different people all the time, though, is living situation. Yes. Now, you were never on res, right? I was never in residence, um, mainly because, like, the the package that Niagara College offers for residents yeah. wasn't, like, the most prominent option for, for students. Right. Um, like, it wasn't like Brock where it's like, you can get this package and you get meals and you get this and that. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't have a cafeteria. We didn't have – we had a small – like kind of not even a cafeteria where you guys brock had like a market yeah so we had so we market yes. and then they have like cafeterias in every residence except for village yeah, which is basically exactly. self-sustained housing they didn't have one in erp um but anyways oh that's right um so they you know they don't have that kind of situation which is why but like some i knew people that did have like the student meal package yeah and like you get a certain amount of money basically on a card and you get to pay for your food at the like the cafeteria but it's not it wasn't anywhere near healthy stuff so it was like i'd rather get groceries and it was a lot cheaper um so i think i just chose that way but the residence it was small it wasn't they didn't really make sense because like we looked for apartments or not apartments but student houses and they were really cheap much cheaper than res and i was like yeah i don't really care so we just brett and i and it was a lot easier for my brother and i brett because we went to college at the same time to still be close to each other because it was like our first time being away from home yeah absolutely I find, um, yeah, see, I don't know. I think for me, because I was coming from so far away. Yeah. Because I lived up north. Um, you needed to find people it was right kind of, away. Well, that's the thing is it kind of, it became automatic. It was like, well, they already have housing there. So I'll just do that first. Yeah. Rather than trying to, from a remote location, it's not like I can go down and do a viewing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like literally. It's, it's a lot of time. And Wait, and so even did if you I, never get to see Brock until you got there the day? No, no, no. I did smart start. So I did like I so basically what happened like after I graduated high school, um, chilled for a little bit and then I came down for a month and a half for the summer just to visit, hang out with like with my dad, see some old friends. Live? I stayed with my dad. Oh, in my in my aunt like. Oh, I see. Yeah, um, but I was just visiting like I was bouncing for, like I saw old friends. I see that sort of thing and then. <laughs> so one you said of the, a, you said a month and a half though, so that's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Just, okay yeah just doing stuff gotcha yeah, yeah yeah just hanging out living life just chilling um but then Relaxing. part of the goal was is the last little chunk of my visit was to do smart start with jamie okay. um at brock mm-hmm. so then uh so that that was that but it's not like i could you know go back and forth to be able to figure out some sort of housing situation um off campus and like I don't know anybody, so even if I was to try and do student housing, like, I'm not going to know anybody else I'm living with. Like, I'd rather do a situation on residence where we're kind of, like, forced to get to know each other in a way. Right. And I can get a chance to, like, meet and message the people beforehand because you get kind of, like, there's a whole setup where, like, you find out your 
your residence and then you can post about it and ask people who's in that residence and then figure it out from there, right? Right. So it just seemed like an easy thing. They came, you know, residence, meal plan, yeah. whatever, I think, right? I think, because I, Still Although I didn't get the meal plan actually because I was on I picked Village for a reason because it had its own kitchen so right. I could just get my groceries. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I don't think Lucas, uh, so my oldest brother, went to Brock. I don't think he was on residence. Uh, please, I, um, I'm going to get fact checked hard by mom again. Um, I'm pretty sure he wasn't, but I'm still no, he definitely was. Um, Either way, uh, I don't know. I just didn't find a need for it. But I think, like, for you coming from far away, I know for a fact, though, Brock is one of the strongest places for residents. And, like, getting residents packaged there was pretty feasible and it's pretty great. Like, you act, you get, like, really in tune with your roommates and your You do. I, we, you know, once I was, like, there more more often, uh, like, on weekends and everything, too, um, you really kind of form a bond very quickly. There is a big sense of community among the residences. For sure. Um, so that definitely helps. And then you're just on campus. And, like, Brock doesn't have a lot of student houses close to campus, where Niagara College, 1 million percent Yeah, there's distance. Like, you have um, all the, like, student residences. And then you have, like, student neighborhoods. But they're at least, like, a five-minute bus right away. Yeah. And you have the lofts, which is, like, a little bit of a walk. But those are hella expensive. Dude, that's what what I'm saying. Like, the lofts were farther of a walk to main campus than my my house or my student house on first year which was like down the street like it's a hike well you i want, remember but, like, visiting then, you the one day but then like i don't even get brock's campus because you have um like the one building that's across where like mcdonald's is yeah so it's with an m east academic i guess it was that east academic way yeah. over there yeah it's crazy it makes no sense to me so. I don't know. It was like a secondary campus. But sure. I remember like after, because you still had your like student house, as did I, um, when like we started dating. And I remember going to visit you the one day that I had the day off and getting off at the bus that like pulls into oh, yeah. into campus. And we, like we walked back and I was like, the, the hell? Heck? Like we're already here. <laughs> Literally. Oh my God. Literally. And like even if, we, even if we walked to like where my house was first year, you'd probably still say, wow, that was like really close. Yeah. Whereas like. From the bus stop to any any of the residences on um, on on Brock's campus, like you're still looking at like a five minute to get back to your bedroom, no. it, at least like to get from bus stops to DeQ and bus stops to Earp to get, but to also to get up the stairs or the elevator to get to your room is what I'm saying. Like yeah, I guess on, so. For on those floors, ones, for me, it was different because like where were you? I guess even well, I was on Village. Oh, so you're right there. So like I literally walked across the parking lot, and I mean I was on one of the farther corners of the court, but still like I walk into the house and I'm there. Mm-hmm. Whereas even like on low, like you have to walk across the parking lot and then go up to right. your room. Yeah. So, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, was... my, so yeah, it was I don't know. Like for me, obviously like Res was definitely kind of just a easy way to like ease into everything. And definitely useful, but I th- and I met some amazing people, and it definitely helped for my housing situation in second year. Um, but I don't know; I kind of preferred off-campus living afterwards. Yeah, I definitely think I would have preferred it too, even if I experienced both. Um, but I don't know. I think you know, learning to live on your own when you're like in a student house compared to residence is oh my just God. so you learn so much, man. You like getting your own groceries is the shittiest thing ever. Well, I think Holy even crap. too is, I don't know, it's all, it's different. It's so weird because it's different from Res living in a house with other people, like not on campus on your own because mm-hmm. you don't have the same restrictions that you would, would on residence. Right. And I find that people treat a residence differently from like more of their own like separate house mm-hmm. because like there's, 
it's such a weird vibe. And I think, um, too, as time goes on, like as you start to get older, people aren't going to always match up as much on like the level of routine and and like what their priorities are when it comes to right. like, doing stuff around the house yeah um so i find oh, like you sure. always run into it's issues tough. right people have Without different routines roommates. and different schedules so like people aren't home to do stuff and stuff gets let go yeah. Yeah. that sort of thing so yeah. it's always rough to kind of deal with a greater group of people other than maybe like an extra person yeah. or two now with with brock i know they do a lot of um extra not even extracurricular but like more of uh you know events on campus yep other than the sorority did you participate and attend any of these like extra events like concerts that they threw on i so like, i did i didn't do i did the big ticket concert in my second year so okay. when i was actually off campus right because it was alessia car and of course i was going yeah um <laughs> Otherwise, I would like in first year, I would do some of like the residence events that they right, had going yeah. on, just kind okay. of like meet people. Um, otherwise, like vendor fair, I'd yeah, go to every okay, year. Okay. Yeah. But I didn't really do any of like, I never went to the tower party. I didn't see the point. Now, did you, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, do you ever go to and participate, I guess, like after second year um, or after first year, I should say, um, but like in the. Just, you know, the social, like, events, like, you know, Frosh Week, where, like, you go drinking at the clubs, like, anything that happened outside of campus that was, like, everybody went to. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Like, what? Um. Well, I don't know. It would, there would always be, like, um. at least we'd pick, like, one of the bars that would have, like, a Frosh Week event. Right, okay. To go to. We would go do that. Right. At least, like, the one night. Yeah. Um. Off campus too. Once everybody had their own places, people usually had house parties. So yes, okay, that's that's you know. where I was going. House parties. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I didn't really attend any. Like I maybe went to like until after second. Like basically, first year never went to a single one. I never went to a single house party. Went never never went to. I don't even think I went to a party maybe once. But yeah, I don't know. Niagara really didn't do a lot. The only thing I really participated in at Niagara was a color run. But like yeah. that wasn't anything. Crazy. Oh, grape stomp! I did. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Yeah, I know. Brock does a lot of that stuff. Yeah, they're like very much In about like activities. The, yeah. 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 Should learn from them. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I wish Niagara did more of that stuff. But Niagara just never advertised it. Like, I wish, like. It, I've literally never heard anything about like activities at Niagara. That's what College I mean. Like, they, they did intramural ever. volleyball, intramural dodgeball, intramural like bubble soccer. I'm like, dude, I'd fucking love to get a team together and play intramural bubble soccer. Yeah. Did they advertise it anywhere? Did they send it to my student email? Nope. Oh. Like, why don't you do that? You see, like, Brock is so like active on social media and they send out stuff all the time. Yeah. I don't know. I just wish I wish I could because I knew a lot of friends who participated in it and then I was like way too late and I was like, frick, like, I wish, like, that would have been my spot to make friends first year but i like i barely made friends first year because i just i don't i just didn't know about anything and i think that's the problem i ran into in second year hence why like i started up in the sorority was you know as much as i bonded very much with the people that i like met on residence and like i'm so grateful for the experience i had with those people after everybody like moved off campus if you know especially me being a different program than a lot of the people that i bonded the most with I barely saw anybody. So it was like a handful of people I knew in my program and that was it. Yeah. So it's kind of like one of those, yes, it might've been handy to be involved in certain stuff, but at the end of the day, like sometimes it doesn't always move past that and you kind of have to keep forcing yourself to meet new people and grow your network, which 
I mean, does come in handy. And that is super helpful when it comes to opening up out of your shell and networking with people and being more social, which was definitely something I needed to work on past high school, um, which I'm kind of like at the end of the day, as much as it was tough, I'm super grateful for. Oh yeah. You're killing it now. You're fine. You, you really learned a lot. Um, now was there ever a time and if you, if there was, let me know when that Mm. you felt like you were starting to get homesick. Like what, was there a point where you're like, okay, like maybe not, maybe not regretting going to like leaving, but you were like, ah, shit, I miss, I miss my old life. I miss the life of high school kind of thing, or I miss the life of living with your parents or whatever. It wasn't so much that I miss high school. I think it, what was really rough was the first Christmas that I spent without my mom. Right. Cause in first year I went home during Christmas break. Like mm-hmm. I left res. Okay. Um, cause we can't really be on res anyway. Yeah. So, but I think after that, it got to the point that it was kind of like, oh, like between weather and travel, it was kind of just like, no, like I'll stay down here and then like, I'll see her over the summers. Um, and like the nicer weather where it's kind of safer to travel that far up North. Mm -hmm. Um, and mind you, like I had, you know, my aunt and then my dad's side of the family that I would see and it'd be great. Like that'd be fantastic. Um, but it's just different. Like when you have Christmas every year, like not having certain people on that day with you is like super weird. Right. And I think that's when it hit me the most because uh, otherwise it was kind of like, I'm having new experiences. This is exciting. Wait, so you, like you said you went life. home first year at Christmas. Yeah. So it was my second year Christmas that I was kind of like, ah, uh. Wow, this is different. Wait, you weren't home second year Christmas. Yeah, you I didn't st- go up north. Oh, really? Yeah, you stayed in your in your student house. Ah, well, like I stayed in this area. Yeah, like, you stayed I in the area. Sorry, yeah. sorry. So, what did you do Christmas morning? Like, who were you with? Where were I was you? With my dad. You were with your dad. Okay. Yeah. So it's the first Christmas without your mom, is what you're saying. Yeah, that, that's ah. what I said. So, yeah, yeah okay. first Christmas I didn't sorry, see sorry. my mom. That's um yeah that's, grandma, that's very yeah. sad yeah oh. yeah. But was there any? There was you, you can't think of any time before that you that, that you were like ah shit. Like you probably loved it. As it's what I got. Well, from the story yeah. You've like told. I mean, obviously, like rough times where like maybe school's super tough or I'm getting stressed or overwhelmed. It was kind of like oh, like sometimes I just wish I could go back to where things are a little bit simpler. Right. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, like on in kind of an everyday basis, like I am experiencing new things and stuff I never thought that I would before. I'm learning so much about myself. Like I'm yeah. on my own. Being in school just keeps you distracted so much anyway. And that's the thing too, is I always had something going on. So I didn't really had time. I didn't really have like any time to sit down and think about like, this is so different and I'm not seeing these people anymore and blah, blah, blah. Sure. Um, So yeah, it never really like came to mind until it really hit at big moments like that where it was kind of like, oh, like this is a milestone I'm hitting and certain people aren't here. Uh Um, Like physically and distance in a sense, like close to me. Whereas like, yes, there's still a phone call or a message away. Sure. And they're with me in spirit, but this is the first time that I'm not geographically close to gotcha. them. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, that was like one of the things I always, you know, found tough, especially with what happened when I actually went to college with my parents. But you know, it, yeah, I, that holds a whole other like, layer yeah, I mean, the, yeah. So for those, I guess I might as well say, but my parents split up as soon as my twin and I went to college and like my, it, it was kind of a tough, scenario because it was like as soon as we left they had so much going on back home that like I couldn't help with yeah. or, or you know deal with with either one of them and it was kind of nice because I was then distracted and away from all the mess that they were going through uh, but I was it, it was still quite you know hard to know that that was happening back home um, but either way like I don't think I don't think I would have changed it you know I think everyone's everything happens for a reason so 
Absolutely. Yeah. I still, you know, as much as that kind of includes the struggles and the stuff that's not the most pleasant to have to like talk about or go through or deal with, um, everything does happen for a reason. Yep. And I think we all, as much as something can be super painful and not saying that like something awful was supposed to happen to you, but like, sure. okay. <laughs> but it, it gives you a reason or an opportunity to like grow and learn more about yourself yep. Yep. and how to handle things in the future. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a lesson that, you know, a life lesson that was very much um, like mm. adamant and, and taught me a lot. But um, yeah. at the end of the day, I learned a lot when I went to college. Wouldn't Same. change for the world. Man, where I'm at right now, like my my friend hit me up. He he started listening to the podcast last night and he was like loving it. You guys are killing it. And I haven't talked to him in, in many years. And he was like, so what are you up to? And I sat back and I was like, oh shit, I haven't been asked that question in a while. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm like, life's really good. I found the girl of my dreams. I secured a sick job. Yeah. And I'm and I've got the podcast. Like I'm busy. I have mm-hmm. projects in the work. And now I'm just kind of living a really relaxed, fun life. And yeah. I get I get to live like and work and do my week knowing that my job is pretty secure. My routine of doing what I'm doing right now is great. And it's all because of the decisions I've made and what, what's happened in my life. Like, like I said, everything happens for 100%. a reason. And some people are, you know, in much more of a tougher spot, I'm sure. But yeah. trust me, everything happens for a reason. Exactly. Well, think of it too. Like on my end is I have had experiences beyond compare. I have networks networks of people who um are supporting me and rooting for me and have just taught me so much about who I want to be I work with an amazing team at a job that I have just thoroughly enjoyed we like I've met my soulmate and we have an apartment together and we're doing all these fun projects together you have another apartment Shut up. How can you afford that? No. It's the one with you, numpty head. Oh, oh, me. Okay. Yeah, you. Duh. (laughs) Anyway, I was trying to be cute about it, but. I just have to throw. So it's just really funny. Like, you sit back and you think about it, and you're like, oh. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Life's living. Yeah. Yeah. As long as, you know, keep an open mind for everybody. Keep an open mind on life. Keep keep on the living that everything happens for a reason. You'll understand that, you know, it does. Like, you get, you get, like, let go from a job. You'll find another one. Yep. It happens for a reason. Like I can't, I can't stress enough. Don't be afraid to embrace change as it comes up and don't worry about the fact that you might come off as admitting defeat if a plan or path 100%. changes to what you originally expected don't because be af- life yeah. is not formulaic and things are always going to stop and, and put a roadblock in the way it's going to you're going to change perspectives on like what you want to do and who you want to be. And that's okay. Yeah. Because it's your life and you're able to make those decisions yeah. because at the end of the day, there are going to be people in your life who support you to do that. Yeah, definitely. Like a hundred percent. Don't be afraid to be the person to make the change because your life is your life. You make it, you chase your dreams, you do what you want to do. Yeah. Um, definitely great note to end this, this episode on this week. I know you had a really fun con- like topic that you want to talk about. Are we already out of time? How is we that possible? Are. I know. It, it went by super, super quick. But we have an amazing guest coming on. And we are recording it really early this time. We are. So keep your thoughts. Hold them you know, in your hand if you can. Hold thoughts in your hand. And we'll bring it on to the show next week. I'll probably forget them in like three hours. No, you'll be fine. <laughs> Um, it's a fun topic, but anyways, we'll, we'll hope you, hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Yeah, guys. Um, thank you guys again for supporting, man. 
It just gets better and better every week. We're blown away by the fact that people are still consistently listening and actually give a shit about what we're talking about and how we're doing. Yeah. And wanting to like give us input and feedback. Like, don't ever be afraid to throw a comment, send us a message. Like, we want to hear we, what you think. I, get, I think every single week I get a new message, like a message from somebody new that hasn't messaged us before saying like, hey, loving the show. Yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy. Um, thank you, everybody. Yes. So crazy. Um, and you know, even if you guys weren't there, we'd still do this because we don't give a shit. Well, I mean, it's a lot of work. It's, and like, no, but like it's so fun for people, us. This if we had zero people listening, I'd be like, yeah. well. <laughs> this is something we've always wanted to do. So yeah. I think we would be doing it. And I told you even before, I was like, even if 10 people, five people are listening to it every week. This is still something fun for us to be able to sit down and do and kind of like play out our own fantasy yeah, of our five, own self-importance. Yeah, that's five slash 10 people that we can, you know, we can confidently say that listen to our podcast, that we have an audience listening somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So shout out to mom. Our one and fan. mom. <laughs> and your mom as well. Yeah. Um, thank you guys again for tuning in to episode eight of Let's Have a Drink. Uh, I love episode our show. Episode eight. Our show. Two I more and season one is finito. Season one's done. Yeah. Hopefully you guys are you know excited for what we bring in season two. Season three, we have huge plans. Started, Already uh, season three. We're like planning. Yo, uh, we're going to be like really bringing the game hard Please, please, please send this send this show to friends and family who you think enjoy, you know, just people chilling and chatting about stuff that everybody can relate to. Absolutely. Like, I'm sure everybody can relate, if not, are intrigued and interested in the conversations we're having. Um, that's, all, that's all we could ask for yeah, at the end of the exactly. day. Uh, we hope everybody has an amazing rest of their week for as sure. they're listening to this. Yep. And um, what if they're listening to it on Saturday? Then hope you're having a great weekend and uh, hope next week doesn't kick you in the ass too much. What if they're listening to it on um, Tuesday? They have a great rest of the week. What about Wednesday? Great rest of the week. Uh, what about like Saturday at like 11 p.m.? Then go. Um, why are you listening to a podcast? What if they're at the bar on a Friday evening listening to the show? Have a great weekend. We're so glad that we got a chance to ha- chill with you take on Friday <laughs> and take a shot. Because <laughs> you know we will this Friday. Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys again. Catch you guys next week. Peace.